Post-credit flash show! <laughs> I, yeah, I did for a second. I forgot what our thing was. Just restarted the, the song. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, okay. It's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fading out. Yeah, yeah. Um, hi! Wow. Hi! We, uh, live! Post-credits, live! Yeah! This is the live show, unless you listen to the archive. In which case, it's live archive show. Right? <laughs> you get the hang of it again. <laughs> we took a break for a while, if it's not apparent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the energy's all wishy-washy. Yeah. Um so hi. 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 Um uh the first thing <laughs> You are struggling so hard tonight. Yeah, it's been a long night yeah. day. Um Yeah, hi. usually I'm hi. the one in the state. Hi, Salmon Chat. Um Yes, okay. Back in. I I'm good. You woke up. Yes. Um so the first thing that I want to talk about actually is that I went and saw nobody. Um, oh, okay, I know the one you're talking about now. Yeah, starring um, I can't remember what's his, name. his face, Christian Bale. I'll look it up. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. John Reeves. No, but kind of, it's a John Wick rip uh, ripoff. <laughs> so not Keanu Reeves, but I mean, it's it's almost literally Keanu Rods. Yeah, that's it. No. Um, it's the same style of movie, is what he's saying. Yes. Keanu like, wins. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't think of the actor's name at all. He's fucking old, though. Which is, like, kind of more impressive, Weird actually. Al. No. Bo- uh, Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk, yeah. Bob Hopkins. Um, he uh, plays Saul in Better Call Saul, or Saul in um, Breaking, Breaking Bad. Bad. Uh, he's also mostly known for his comedic roles. And is not known as like a big giant action star, which is kind of why this movie works so well or worked well for me anyway. It was so much fun. Uh, it's just John Wick. <laughs> John Wick, but what if the man was almost 70? 
Uh, cool. Yeah. So it was taken. No, <laughs> though. Because, like, there's a lot of comedy elements to it. Oh, there's, okay. like, a lot of funny, silly stuff to it that just kind of works because Bob Odenkirk kind of fucking sells it, honestly. Um, it's There's one sequence at the end that, like, the music just fits it. It's an 80s song. I don't want to spoil the song Not at all. Not the dust. No. Um, I think it's 70s, actually. I think that is probably a bit early. Yeah. But it's just perfect song for what is happening in the movie and it feels really fucking cool but like funny at the same time and uh highly recommend that movie it's like an hour and a half it's super easy watch uh if you're vaccinated go to the theater it's super fun oh it's new yes brand new uh if not then i don't know wait like a month or something uh it was opening day and there were like eight people in the theater still so me yeah uh you bought yourself two pretzels yeah only cost me seven hundred dollars. <laughs> Price those pretzels keep going up. Yeah, uh, all what your is... stimulus money going straight to the. <laughs> to the... Actually, that's technically what the stimulus is supposed to do. Yeah, what but... I'm supposed to do. Just gonna give it all to the theater. I'm gonna be their buyout. Uh, Robbie, could you look up Bob Odenkirk's age for me, real quick? <laughs> sure. I know he's fucking old. I just can't think of how old he is. He he's up there. Eighty six. Not that old. He's old, but not that old. Eighty four. Ooh, <laughs> uh, I think he's like, I think he is like 67 or something, actually. 58, 58. OK, that's so actually, that's not much older than Keanu Reeves. I don't think. Yeah, actually. I was going to say what? How old's Keanu Reeves, Robbie? <laughs> that's what this live show is going to be. I'm just going to be asking Robbie to Google celebrities ages. Hey, it gives me something to do for this live cast. <laughs> How old is Simba from The Lion King? <laughs> uh, when did Lion King come out? Like 92, 96. 96 so... In cat years, he's fucking dead. <laughs> Do lions use cat ears? Uh, yeah, but they're big cats. So they use big cat ears. <laughs> they're an extra year on each. Time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, Keanu Reeves is fifty-six. Yeah, they're so Odin Kirk is fifty-seven. He's fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they're the same age. They're rough. At that point, they're roughly the same age. <laughs> so it's it's uh, John Wick with a man who's the same age as John Wick <laughs> is what you're telling me. I get. I'm actually. <laughs> I guess John Wick. I'm just even more impressed then with Keanu Reeves. John Wick himself isn't supposed to be old, I guess, right? I mean, he's retired. He's retired. You can retire at whatever. More like Juan Wick is what Mexican Otaku says in chat. Sure. (laughs) Um, There was. Oh, man. I mean, it's still impressive because the man's old and he's like not an action star. He got in a lot of shape. So much so, too. I was reading like an article about it. He lost a billion pounds. He lost a lot of weight. Like, he is very clearly in great shape at, for this movie. Um, but I read an article that, like, hey, for the last season of Better Call Saul, he's going to look really different. Just letting you guys know. Because right after Nobody, uh, he went to film the last season of Better Call Saul. So he's in, like, incredible shape when in the, like, previous season he was, like, a schlub. They should, they should just not explain it at all. <laughs> that would be really funny, actually. Well, like, they kind of have to make him a schlub again by the end of it to make it canonical with uh breaking bad just have him drink one beer at the end of the season <laughs> just be like, i hope i don't drink too many of these and get a beer belly that's how the show ends <laughs> not even just him being like <sighs> <laughs> i mean also speaking of like impressive things like that like i know a lot of people uh that didn't know about it beforehand but for the newest star wars trilogy uh mark hamill lost a bunch of weight to play luke skywalker again because yeah being older, he just started, and being a voice actor, he just kind of 
got out of shape because he was old and a voice actor. Yeah, you don't got to be and, on screen. Yeah, exactly. But like, since he's going to be on Star Wars again, they got like the same people who did all the Marvel training and stuff like that to help him lose weight. He lost 50 pounds yeah, to they... play. And like, people were still complaining that like he was out of shape, even though he's he was like, what, in his 60s? Yeah, something 70s, like something like that. I'm, I'm imagining the people who are saying that, though, <laughs> are also. I mean, yeah. I'm sure that the people who are saying that were also the people who are looking at um, um, Jason Momoa are on his off season of like not you know playing movies and stuff like that and seeing him with the shirt off and like, oh, he has a dad bod now, even though he looked fine. Yeah, he's in way he better shape. Yeah, he's, he's a... he has no ab. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what it was. Like he was still in better shape than I was after working out for six months. Yeah. So like the insane like regimen that they have to do for those Marvel movies to get in shape is yeah. fucking insane. It's it's awful. It murders your body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh uh E. Hi. You watched things. I did watch something, which is always a surprise. Um I watched the second season of Close Enough. Ooh, yeah. Which is made by JD Quintel, the creator of Regular Show. Uh, if you like the first season, you'll like the second season. I think that's kind of. What if I didn't like the first three episodes? Uh, the first. Maybe season. watch random episodes. See if you like some random later ones that look neat. Um, one episode you might like. They do a time travel episode actually, where the premise is they make time tra- time hooch or whatever moonshine. Uh huh. <laughs> And if you think about a memory and drink it, you go back to that time period. But the cool part is it actually is from the because uh, they're t- the divorced characters. Right. So it's like the guy is drinking it with. Uh, I I can't remember. His, I want to call him Gigi Quintel because that's really what his character is. But uh, <laughs> the go the, the character main guy. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, I, I literally don't. watched the first yeah. three episodes. Um, or whatever. I think that might be an episode you might appreciate. I think the pacing's a little rougher the second season. I think they it goes a little faster than it should. Okay, but this is mostly an issue with the first like three ish episodes. How many episodes are there? Uh, eight still. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's what I've seen in the second season so far is the first three episodes, and that's what I was going to say. It's not quite as good as the first season, but it's still yeah, pretty I think, good. I think it gets its strive a bit better. But I think I think I like the first season better, but this might have some moments I like better in the second season, which yeah. is a lot of shows I watch. Like comedy wise? Yeah, comedy wise, sometimes just like the the central front. It's cause uh I think I've told you this before, but I really enjoy when cartoons just take like a normal premise and just do something insane with it. Which like, is like all that first season once what I saw. Yeah. Um like there's an episode where it's about just having like a shitty college friend. <laughs> where like they always kind of come back in your life um so like she comes back to the life into uh the wife's life and she, like they keep being like you need to kick her out and then the shit calls her is like i'm pregnant and it's like oh no i can't kick her out now she's pregnant with the devil's kid oh okay <laughs> yeah because she keeps on saying that she was dating a guy named luke yeah and then it turns out that luke is just short for lucifer and that she was literally dating the devil and she's having the devil's baby but she's still like the shitty college friend that <laughs> so okay it's stuff like that that i enjoy like just like taking a kind of down-to-earth premise and just cranking it to 11 that's definitely ridiculous yeah um also something that i realized i've not been doing on the live shows hi i'm drive Dry Archuleta, okay, joined by Robbie, E, e and Sam, Sam, Sam is here somewhere. Hello. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's Sam. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, I'm like my no, headset. Hi, hi. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, basically, if you like the first season, you'll like the second season. Um, like I say a lot, it's not like a. You don't have to watch it in order, so you can really just kind of skip around if you really want. There's nothing like keeping them attached. No, like maybe they'll reference something that happened, but it it's pretty not like necessary. And it, it's shows like this that I wish like HBO and Netflix had a just random button you can do right. and just watch a random episode of shows. I think um, uh, if. Uh, so the problem I think with that is is Netflix has the thing of like if it gets past three seasons that's fan service basically because all they want is three seasons because like they've done the statistical analysis saying anything past three seasons we don't get new subscribers for that show. Mm-hmm. Whereas the first three they can actually see new subscribers subscribing to watch that show. After that whoever's watching it has already like watched it. They're not going to get new people for that show at that point. Um, and so like uh, Netflix is pretty bad now about anything that gets three seasons the third season you shouldn't expect a third a fourth Mm -hmm. Uh, which is why stranger things getting another season is kind of fucking insane infinity trains getting a season four is pretty crazy too then thinking about that rule but yeah um so it's kind of like okay enough of our subscribers do watch it where we have to keep them happy like that's kind of what ends up happening with a lot of those shows like one of my favorite shows that netflix has ever produced santa clarita diet Got canceled one season too early, in my opinion. That show was fucking hilarious and magical, and it was like such an insanely dark, dry sense of humor in a very silly zombie world. I love and that show left, so much. And it left off on a cliffhanger, and that's really fucking annoying. Yes, but that show was so goddamn funny. It was, and nobody talks about it either. That's annoying. That that's what bothers me too. Wait, how how is this relating to the random button? Because I think that the random button is something that you would want with something like a lot of seasons, like let's say a Friends or like How I Met Your Mother or like a longer running show like Muppets or something like that. Where like yes, you know, shows or that or they One have. Piece, right? Or like One Piece. Yeah. Well, actually, maybe not One Piece. No, cause... you can't. You can't just watch random episodes of One Piece <laughs> um, for the most part. Well, I disagree. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> I haven't seen that show. I, I couldn't just, tell I'm you. In the island arc, and then next time I'm just gonna be in the middle of castle arc i don't know anything arcs right but like or stuff. like the office or something like that where people like have binged it so much they just kind of put it on for comfort i think shows like that or shows that would like do really well with a random button but i think because of netflix's thing of canceling things before they have a chance to really grow that giant uh, catalog of episodes i think it doesn't work as well with them i don't see why it wouldn't work though because if it's just i like think a... they wouldn't benefit as much maybe i well maybe I think... but like it's just like a I feel like as a user, I'd benefit being able to just do that because not every show is meant to be binged. Like, it's true. It's true. Like, I think Close Enough is good because it only has eight episodes a season. So you're not binging it, really. You're just watching it. Even if you watch all of them, it's just a movie. Yeah, that's like, oh, no, I watched it for like maybe at most three hours. (laughs) Well, also with that, like with Close Enough, um, each episode is its own little echo chamber almost. Like, you don't have to watch it in order to know what's going on. Well, that's why I mean, like that's why I'm saying like I think a random button would be a really cool thing to have yeah. because then I could be like, uh, just throw close enough Eddie and Eddie 
Billy and Mandy, just throw all of those in there and just give me random episodes because I don't need to watch them in an order. Yeah, like, like if they let you make a playlist. Or yeah, something. that's kind of what I meant. Yeah. Like, I don't want the entire, all of Netflix randomized because you're going to get garbage. Well, if you that's do the that. thing. Netflix has the randomize all Netflix button. Yeah, that's the issue with yeah. <laughs> that I have. Like, you can just press a button helpful. and they're like, we'll give you something. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> oh, cool. Another fucking UFO conspiracy. Just what I wanted. <laughs> Well, maybe that is what you want. I don't but know. <laughs> I feel like that's also a thing with Netflix with with all the bingeable shows that they have. I think a lot of them, it's one of those something that in order to get what's going on, you have to watch it from begin are uh, from the beginning to the end of it sort of arc. And so it doesn't work for a lot of things they have on Netflix, but it does work for some of those. Sorry, some of those smaller bits. Right. But like this is a thing a user would opt into is what it, like. Right. Yeah. So like that's I know like it would take resources away from whatever the fuck they're doing with their underpaid interns but <laughs> i don't know if i should say that i don't I mean they're probably fact, underpaid but like i don't know it just seems like it'd be very neat to have so i could just throw random episodes on i think honestly like you talking about this having a playlist feature would be perfect yeah like if it's not like even if it's just like throw this show or this thing may or if it had to be very specific like throw this episode or whatever i think just a playlist feature of some kind would actually probably be pretty fun yeah because I think YouTube lets you do that. And I don't fucking care about YouTube TV. <laughs> right. But like, that'd be just a neat thing to have. Yeah. Uh, Mexican Otaku says, like, completely random or genre specific random. Not even that. I'm saying, let me just, like, a playlist would be perfect. Just let me put in what I want to watch and just have it do whatever episodes. So basically a playlist with a shuffle button, but with TV shows. Yeah. Or even give me, I mean, even. Even just having a shuffle button on a series would be nice because yeah. like I'm also watching Ed and Eddie just random episodes and I don't want to watch it in order. There's no reason to watch it in order. <laughs> so I'm just like flipping around through seasons, but it's annoying to be like, OK, I finished the episode uh, four season episode six, finish that uh, second <laughs> season 13. It's just like, just let me fucking randomize it. I don't and like Netflix is really close to that because they let you like add things to a watch list, but they don't let you randomize that watch list. Yeah. But I, I actually see a world where that would be beneficial because like, for instance, me and Liz, like we don't watch one show at a time. More, most of the time, it's almost like, all right, like we watched this show this night and this show this night because mm-hmm. it just like adds like a rhythm to life, I guess. I don't know why, honestly. Um, it's variety is the spice of life. Yeah. So like it would be cool to be like, all right, I want to watch these things in this order and to be able to just go to that list and press play and know you're going to be watching the thing that you wanted to yeah. watch in that next order or whatever. That would be cool. So uh, Netflix execs that are listening in, uh, hit me up. I'll sell you to it for a cool $100. That's it? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> throw a pizza. Can, you think I can fight them for a playlist button? You That's think true, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, also, weirdly enough, to be fair, Steam has that. Yeah. Like, you they have play a random game? Well, yeah, they have a list of, like, what they think you should play next. Oh weird yeah and it's just That's usually to buy it but no no no. Oh. these are games that are already in my library oh, okay but it's just like we think you should like there's also the their queue list of like we think or from what you've bought in the past we'll think you we think you'd like this game for your watch list they do have that also but for games you already own they have a what you should play next kind of thing <laughs> it's like hey you've been playing a lot of cyberpunk what if you stop and play this other that, game kind of like, yeah it, it does like it tries to remind you what you have because you know uh user retention is a thing that all services right. struggle with so it wants to make sure you're still doing stuff so sometimes it will be like hey you remember that game you bought like five years ago 
and haven't played <laughs> have yet. I tried to play it. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. I forgot Spunky Lunky Junkie 2. <laughs> oh, that's a different game. That's I think that's about heroin. <laughs> Spunky yeah, Lunky Junkie it. 2. <laughs> it's about... Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> she's gonna prostitute how else do you think he pays for the heroin exactly you came in so confident sam i know but then i was like should i even say it it's fine yeah uh <laughs> so yeah that's that's all i've watched i've watched all of closing all F- eight episodes of close enough in like four episodes of ed and eddie nice but she is a, is a lot for me i don't watch a lot that is ed and eddie still good for you yes um i quite enjoy so i don't think i ever like quite explained all of why i love ed and eddie but a lot of it is just character interactions and they're still just real they still work off each other really well so it's not like i worry about that and of I just love the animation and it's still like fun a lot of ways. <laughs> like they, I forgot, I forgot about like just how wacky stuff it can get sometimes. And it's great. I love it. Nice. All I mean, what a surprise. My favorite cartoon is still a good cartoon <laughs> in my opinion. What? Yeah. Nobody saw it coming. No one. Um, well, Robbie, I'm going to ask you, cause you told me beforehand, the only thing you've been doing. Yeah. Playing like, some cyberpunk. Yeah. I played some cyberpunk uh, because up until this week, I basically had like one day a week to try to organize shit to move at since I knew I was going to be moving this month. Right. Um, so like if I had extra time, it was probably just playing cyberpunk or yeah. like I said, at arm uh, at work, like listening to YouTube videos. Uh, there were a couple cool YouTube videos. I saw like a found out about a new channel because it was trending on a video that he just called. I'm sorry. But the reason. Oh, what- uh, Chris. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that one. I don't know if you watched it or not, but um, uh, I haven't watched that video. I know Catacris though. Him. Okay. He's funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It, he has very much that chaotic energy. Mm-hmm. Thing, I think but... he struggles a lot of a lot of like internet funny bands. Yeah, where at a point you're just like, I feel like I know every joke he's gonna make now. Right. Yeah. Nevertheless, that was actually my first video. Was the I'm sorry one. Because it, it just popped up and I was like, sure, why not? And I clicked it. Uh, the video is uh, he was off of YouTube for like three months because his his gaming laptop was dying. So he had or he was actually friends with low spec gamer, which is someone that I uh, used to watch quite a bit, um, who was teaching him over, I guess, Zoom. I, I was going to say Skype, but I think it was Zoom. He was teaching him how to build his computer with on one of his uh, our other work laptops, I guess. Uh, he had so much like the entire video is him talking about how much struggle he had trying to build his computer and how everything that could have went wrong did go wrong and how he spent like ten thousand dollars us just trying to get like get everything up and running because like he bought like the computer itself was pretty beefy but then it didn't turn on at first and so he had to get try getting new ram and that didn't work and they had to get a new thing of windows and that didn't work and then eventually he ended up buying a pre-built and then his wife's laptop ended up going or ended up freaking out on them and so he had to get her new laptop and like everything it was just everything went bad for him and so he was off of youtube for three months because he just did not have a computer to uh to work off of like that's what that entire video was Ten thousand. like after everything was said and done he or he said it was like eight thousand dollars or eight thousand pounds or something like that but like converting it to u.s currency it was roughly about ten thousand dollars that he spent he said i think the saddest part is he had to apologize for being off for 
three months. Yeah. Well, the thing about YouTube also is like, there's a lot of people who experience really bad burnout because if they have to stick to that schedule right. and if they don't stick to that schedule, then they tend to have, you know, people fall off and people stop watching them and their channel just slowly starts to die. Well, YouTube itself is such a bitch about it too, because yeah. if you don't do a schedule, they'll just stop recommending you to people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of it does have to do with the whole recommended thing. Like a lot of people who were able to take breaks and come back from it are people who built up uh, audience loyalty. And so yeah. even though the algorithm wasn't showing what they wanted to, people were, just waiting enough that like whenever they popped up or whenever they popped up at all, like they jumped onto it. Honestly, YouTube recommended got so much shittier after so many updates. It literally is. If I watch a one video from a channel, it will just fill my recommended with yeah. only that channel. Even if it's a channel I'm already subscribed to and have seen <laughs> every video on it, it will still do that. I'm like, fucking show me anything new please well, it's actually one of those things like youtube shorts is starting to piss me off or they get videos that are, le are like a minute or less that pop up on like a little playlist of like playing shorts which i'll watch those every once in a while if something seems interesting enough for some weird fucking reason that i have no idea why like it was nothing but sweet anita clips for like probably about two months straight Sweet Anita. So Sweet Anita, I know enough about her to know about because part of it I had to look her up just because of how often she's popping up my shorts. She's a Twitch streamer who has Tourette syndrome, so she just randomly uh, blurts out random crazy things, and so like people take clips of her all, every time. Every time she has like a Tourette's uh, tick. Oh, sounds fucked up. Yeah, a little bit, but she made a career off of it. But still, sounds fucked up. Yeah, but like the YouTube shorts that I had, it was just filled with clips of her, uh, either like having a tick or saying something that someone thought was funny or whatever else. Like it was just filled with nothing. It was like a whole bunch of those and like maybe a guitar clip and then a more sweet Anita. So like, it was just, uh, and I don't know why the algorithm just like, it just flooded in my, or my shorts feed with that. It's Cause it's just garbage. It's a I, terrible yeah. algorithm. I hate Twitch. Um, <laughs> but just all of it. I don't think that there's a single thing on Twitch that I've been like, I need to go to Twitch right now. That's because you don't like speedrunning. I don't. I don't I care for speedrunning that much. That's true. Yeah, there's a few things that I've seen on Twitch that are like, yeah, that's pretty cool. But uh... I think the only time I ever go to Twitch is when I watch friends just stream <laughs> stuff. And I'm like the only one watching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and well, that's the thing is because I have some friends who do like uh, stream on Twitch and which I haven't been to any of their streams since I started working nights. So, you know, that's cool. <laughs> but I mean... Like I like Twitch because I like watching speedruns, and I also just follow a guy who plays video games with a dance pad, and that's just fun to watch. Which is insane. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. He, coincidentally, he speedruns games with the dance pad, so there's a lot of overlap there. <laughs> that also being said, I actually like following music our musicians on Twitch, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, Sam, could you uh talk for me for just a second here? I want to see if how loud your audio is or not. Hello, hello, hello. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Could you get your mic closer to your face if that's a possibility? Yeah, I'm always afraid Absolutely of just not. like breathing and like mouth noises. You're allowed to breathe. Yeah, you're allowed to have air. I mean, she probably, yeah, probably just want, doesn't want to have the... <laughs> yeah, I don't... <laughs> into the microphone. This <laughs> is ASMR stream. Call me if it gets annoying because I don't want to breathe. I would rather. I would just like. I don't to want hear people to know well. that I breathe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Twitch. Twitch isn't for everyone. In fact, there's a lot of stuff I hate about Twitch. Mostly the people who use Twitch, quite frankly. But <laughs> I mean, there is a lot of toxicity on Twitch too. Yeah. 
but I that's mean, I think that's anywhere on the internet at this point. Right. Twitch Twitch sucks because it has the anonymity issue and the issue of everything's going so fast people just spur- say the stupid shit. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like the only the closest thing that I um do to game streaming is giant bomb stuff. I've said that a lot before as well. Mm-hmm. Like I used to watch a lot of Game Informer stuff, but I kind of fell off their content because um, honestly, a lot of people that I like there just left the company. Yeah, uh, they actually brought back Super Replay though, and they're playing Bloodborne right now, so I'm watching that. Oh, nice! That's cool. Who's on yeah. it? Super uh, Replay. Dantac, Reiner, and another guy. He's new. Uh, Marcus something. See, I think this might just be like a me problem. Is like the old guard is. Or, like, the guard that, like, I was watching, like, a lot of them had left and stuff, Game Informer, at this point. And, like, a lot yeah. of people that I really liked reading their writing of have left as well. Like, basically, the only people left that I really, really enjoyed from there that are still there are Reiner. So... Yeah, and Jeff Cork just left, so that's... Yeah, cool. like, Jeff Cork was awesome, and he's gone mm-hmm. now, too. Yep. And, like, there's other places to go and, like, watch those people's stuff, like... Uh, Dan, who basically started his career at Game Informer, he's now on Twitch, and I love yeah, Dan. Like he's it, real yeah. stupid, um, really funny guy. But like, I can't watch his Twitch stuff because I just the entire audience around Twitch, uh, and like the way that you have to interact with the audience for Twitch in a certain specific way to make it work. Yeah, uh, it's just like not appealing to me. Twitch Twitch is great when you have like five people in chat, and then it gets terrible the more people you have basically right until you reach the point where you literally can't ever read chat and you could just be like all right cool i never have to read chat again it's going too fast <laughs> yeah well also like i guess with something like that um i've been on some of those bigger streams too where there's like thirty thousand people watching mm-hmm. uh every now and then you'll just see somebody uh making ascii art of uh, swastikas or something else racist yeah, but usually you could get like a moderator or an automod that can yeah. get rid of most but, of that shit. yeah whenever whenever chat's going that fast it's really hard to moderate it sometimes yeah. but once again it, because it's also going so fast it also you see it for like a split second and then it's gone yeah What's the point yeah. of even having a chat if it's just going to be like that? Then you can act like you're interacting with the streamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except when you're that big, pe- like the people don't really look at the chat anyway. Yeah, yeah. but like they act like they can act <laughs> yeah, like they're not interacting. <laughs> also, apparently it just attracts racist people and sexist people, but that's of course different. if they. If trolls can find a way to fuck with someone, they'll do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's I think it's mostly edgelord like twelve year olds. Yeah, yeah that's kids the that issue. are like on like PSN saying like they're gonna fuck your mom or they fucked your mom. Or yeah. I mean like and saying racist shit. Yeah. It attracts the people who found like old new ground shit really like hilarious. Right. Yeah. Whereas I mean, like, like a reasonable person grows up and was like Oh, that's just kind of offensive for the sake of being offensive and not actually very funny. Right. Like, there's a reason why people like Ninja and PewDiePie and stuff like that are like the big names there because they're loud and people think loud equals funny. Uh, or not racist. people, I should say. Uh, kids. <laughs> kids think loud is <laughs> kids, funny. Kids aren't kids people. Love that shit. Kids love loud yeah, for the sake of loud because they think it's funny. Whereas, like, loud is just fucking loud. Like, yeah. that's why I don't like a lot of. Uh, old like not old youtube but like 2010 to like 2015 yeah, I, yeah, youtube I know exactly what you mean. um because like it was like a lot of let's plays and a lot of like horror videos were like ah oh my oh that yeah. was so scary and then like faces pop on the screen and it's just so fucking obnoxious it's yeah. just like constants yes awesome. i really like youtube now because it's mostly just video essays nowadays there's and a lot of them yeah, yeah I think. that's my favorite part of youtube because it's like 
I don't know why, but at some point, YouTube just started to be like, Ashley, we're going to just say if you have like 30 minute content, you're good. Instead of you need specifically 10 minutes. So now yeah. it's like, all right, cool. Hour long video essays I can watch every day. I think it depends well, on the creator and the channel. Well, obviously, yeah. I think but... you can only get monetized for a video if it's like 10 minutes long or so. So people really. Uh, so you can get monetized for shorter videos, but um, apparently the better ad money is for videos that are longer than 10 minutes. You get you get paid for watch time. Yeah. Yeah. And the issue was it used to be if your video was longer than 10 minutes, there would just be a huge drop in viewer retention. But that just seemed to have changed. And it's not like clear why. Maybe just like audience growing up. I think um, a lot of that probably has to do with, at least in this last year and into this year with the pandemic. Because um, I think for a lot of, or at least this is my theory anyway, why 10 minutes was like the key. is because people on breaks uh, don't want to talk to people. <laughs> like at work, you get like 15 minute break. So like you're going to be watching for probably 10 minutes at a time, theoretically, right? Um because that's the amount of time you have. So 10 minutes is probably the key there for video length. And that's what people are going to go to because they want to start and finish something while on break, probably. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and so I doubt there's not a lot of people who are like, all right, I'm going to watch this hour and a half video essay on Disney World. Yeah. Um, this one ride and I'm going to watch it in 10 minute chunks for the rest of the week. Like there's probably not right. a lot of people that do that. I get that. I get, I don't know. Like some of that, I don't know if it works as well. Because again, like children were usually the biggest audiences for a lot of those kinds of channels. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like, I mean, children have low attention spans, obviously. Right. So that has something to do with it. But I guess it doesn't. The only like real explanation for why the like video essays have just in general been getting big, because I would say it's been it started a couple years back, even. It did start that a few years back. Yeah, yeah like I don't. Like, my only guess is just because, like, I think just the maturity level has increased a bit. Right. Just from the people who used to watch YouTube just kind of got older. Similar to Newgrounds. Like, if you look at Newgrounds now, it's not just a bunch of racist and sexist <laughs> shit. That's There's, fair. like, actual good animation on Newgrounds nowadays. And then racist and sexist. Well, yes, that's always going to be there because Newgrounds <laughs> kind of was, like, we're not we're going to try not to censor because censorship's usually not good and yada yada right right but like there's definitely a lot higher of a maturity level and you could see a lot of the people who were newgrounds artists kind of grew up too and are like ah, i just want to make animations nowadays not yell slurs yeah yeah and i think that that's one of those things that like wavers right um with just like general audiences at all mm -hmm. of like the level of maturity or like the level of programming that you're going to see a lot more of um like, I think we're actually coming back around to a lot of the people who were raised like late 80s and in from the 90s. Uh, we're probably going to start seeing a lot of like really not you. I don't want to say useless, um, but like a lot of 90s style content of like fun for the sake of fun. Mm -hmm. Like it's big and silly and colorful and loud because like I just want to enjoy it and I don't have to think about it. So I think we're probably going to start seeing a lot of content like that on like streaming services and probably on a lot of places like YouTube and stuff like that as well. I think, I think the weird thing though, is just how fast things move now mm. because we're kind of already into thousands nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. And like theoretically know, we should because... still be in nineties. I mean, if you look at the fucking fashion right now, like trending fashion right now, it's really horrible. Uh, <laughs> is it really bright windbreakers um it's a lot of really like 
faggy, unflattering shit. So really, <laughs> so really baggy, colorful windbreakers and visors. And like straight leg, like wide leg pants. Yeah, yeah. And Listen, let me know when really they bring back the gangster shapeless. Looney Tunes shirts. Uh, they're probably coming back in as probably. we speak right now. Once the next Space Jam movie comes out. Yeah. <laughs> so awful. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> anyway yeah. i know that uh kids entertainment is still a big part of youtube though especially considering uh the fastest growing and the most watch time for any channel right now is a kid's channel called coco melon yeah. which i just got exposed to that a few months ago at my brother-in-law's house Fuck. yeah that makes sense um and it was the most nonsensical garbage and it looked gross and felt gross watching it I hated every second. And it's, it has the most watch time out of any other YouTube channel, like, by a lot. Yeah, I fucking hated it. Uh, it looked like the cheapest CG animation I've ever seen in my entire life. You know what the worst was. thing is? They have a Netflix show now, too. Of course they do. Of <laughs> fucking course they do. Ugh, this will make me sad. Sam, <laughs> yeah, what have Sam, you been watching? Turn, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even get to the main thing that I was watching. Or, but We're anyways. just gotta go in the circles. Yeah. Um, I haven't been watching much. Uh, like I said, I've been watching um, uh, Game Informer Super Replay of Bloodborne. That was the PlayStation exclusive Dark Souls game, right? The PS4 one, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's exclusive now anymore. Is it? It is. Or something? Nope. Not yet, at least. Maybe one day. Maybe one Maybe. day we'll get Bloodborne 2. Never. They didn't probably. even give like a PS5 patch for Bloodborne. <laughs> it still just runs at that 3720. So it's. <laughs> yeah, weirdly enough, Kingdom Hearts is coming to PC. Yeah, all of the Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Xbox. Actually, I think they're already on Xbox. Yeah, they are. They're coming mm-hmm. to PC. Yeah, they're they're definitely coming to PC. Epic got the exclusive on that. Get ready to see Sora running around naked with a bunny hat and Death Stranding. <laughs> People are going to mod it in. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> so, There's some weird mods out there. Um, so I watched like two bad movies this week. Ooh. One was on Netflix. One was on Prime. Um, the first one was called Deadly Illusions, and that was on Netflix. Uh, it was real bad, real bad acting, like real cheesy, like ugh. Oh, just from know. the title, it sounds like a slasher a movie from a posi- magician. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be fun, I think. Some yeah. of it felt like a lifetime movie, but like it was gross. On a higher budget. How I don't do you do know. a higher budget lifetime movie? 20, it came out, yeah, it came out this year, apparently. Oh. Um, <laughs> but it has a 3.6 rating out of 10 on IMDb. Oh, wow. And IMDb is like, um, everything's like a six on there. Yeah. <laughs> it was really bad. Like, I I was hoping it would be better, like, in the beginning, but ugh, it was bad. I can't even fucking tell you. Did you finish <laughs> Don't it? Don't watch it. I did finish it, and I hated it. I hated every second. <laughs> Why did you finish it then? E, know, you're from a different generation. I had yeah. to. I'm, I'm from the generation of I don't like this. I'm gonna stop. <laughs> see, and we're from the generation of I don't like this. Let's see how this ends. <laughs> yeah, I have to see I mean, how it ends. Like, to be fair, like there were times growing up that like we watched a movie like this movie's terrible, but it had a really good ending. 
Very rarely, but it did this happen had, eventually. This movie had a really shitty ending. <laughs> so it was. It's. It's about um, this couple, and they have a kid, which she barely even see the kid. Um, <laughs> they want to pay for it. But she's a writer. Apparently, the lady's a writer, and the dad is like, "Oh, you need to." take on a new writing contract so we can get some money and she was like oh but i go into such a dark place when i write (laughs) (laughs) Um, just like jariah i um, actually i we had this conversation recently while playing arc i actually used to like force myself to be sad because i thought that i would write better when i was sad but treasure i just write more because i'm sad (laughs) so (laughs) Um, but anyway, she hires this um, nanny, and she's like really like she appears to be like really like religious and like you know prudish, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like throughout the movie, she's like being in lesbians with um, the mom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I try and guess the uh, this story, Sam? Can I just guess okay. it really quick? Yeah. Um. Does the maid turn out to be a nurse and one of them are psychotic and the baby doesn't actually exist? No. Damn it. (laughs) But maybe. (laughs) It seems very lifetimey to do something like that. No, um, it turns out that for some The dad was gay too. (laughs) Maybe. But like she was trying to like get all actually she did fuck the dad too never mind um oh okay so they're they're all bought. everyone's fucking the maid but she has like a split personality or something oh it's so fucking dumb the maid For or some the mom reason, she used to be in a cult the maid she used to be in like a cult or something and like one side of her is like this prudish girl the other side of her is like this fucking sex maniac <laughs> 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 it's really bad <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. Are you sure this wasn't some kind of weird porn? And it wasn't. And it felt so weird, too, because they, like, like, half of it, like, the first half of it, or even, like, three quarters of it was, like, oh, this is a mystery. Like, what's going on? Is it the mom, like, going all crazy because she's in her weird dark writing world or whatever <laughs> or is the maid actually like you know this other person <laughs> like this crazy bitch does she like escape from an asylum or something Ugh, I don't know <laughs> um, so that was like the first like like three quarters of the movie and then it like goes into weird slasher territory I don't really know what? It's really weird. Yeah, it goes into weird, like trying to be scary, like slasher. Because but not one of good. The, because um, a friend of the mom's like gets killed with scissors in her neck or something. It's really stupid and bad. <laughs> and it's they revealed find like the child safety scissors, and it was the kid all along. <laughs> barely even see the kid in this movie it's like this maid isn't even fucking watching over the kids she's like um fucking the wife or the 
husband <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> it's weird. So it's dumb. like where is it where is this kid anyway? Anyway, whatever. Um <laughs> It does remind me of that one FMV game that they played on Night Giant Trip? Bomb Sam that I showed you that full playthrough of that they did. Which one? <laughs> where like the guy works at business, don't know what business he just works at business building oh, bombers yeah. don't wear ice. No. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, the maid is at the house, which she ends up being a psychologist, and then the baby doesn't actually exist. <laughs> what? The tender loving I, care? Yeah. I, okay. I yeah, you showed me a couple videos of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really bad in a great way. But anyway, um, the end is basically, okay, they find out that this girl is, like, crazy or she has like a crazy part of her whatever <laughs> and she like tries to kill the dad <laughs> which is not John Cusack but a guy that kind of looks like him um Dermot Mul- John Arsack Dermot Mulroney Dermot Mulroney what has he been in Dermot Mulroney oh he was in a lot of fucking ew like 90s 2000 stuff like my best friend's wedding the wedding date new girl friends family so whatever the fuck that is family shameless looks like the u.s version anyway he's been in things and i think the woman has also been in things and she's really bad oh she was in sex in the city or something weird but anyway um yeah so everyone survives and like the girl is in the hospital and the mom like visits her for some reason i don't for some reason like she has like right away in the movie like she like takes her under her wing and like makes her part of the family basically which i don't really she wanted to bang her i think yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> I don't really know why. Don't know why. <laughs> so that's one of the movies I watched. It's bad. It's like a watch. mess. It is a mess. It was a fucking mess, actually. Real big fucking mess. <laughs> um, before we get to your second movie here, Sam, mm-hmm. uh, Robbie, yo, you said you found your favorite quest line in Cyberpunk. Yeah, so far it's one of my favorite. It's definitely like one of the side quest things, but. It's one that I really enjoyed. It took almost like a true detective kind of twist to it. The one where you get penis enhancers. No, that's what? Like what... <laughs> <laughs> Is that a quest? No, that's just building your character. Oh. <laughs> Does your character's genitals clip through its clothes? No, it hasn't happened to me. Uh, the closest that's happened to me with that is um, whenever you take your vehicle to its top speed, every now and then your character will go into a T-pose on top of it and their pants disappear. <laughs> You know, like what happens when you're driving fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's always <laughs> a nightmare. But no, I have heard of that, though, wherever like some people that were playing the game, for some reason, their genitalia was like popping through their pants. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So the trick is to make your dick small. <laughs> Life hack. Yeah. But anyways, um, it was because it, it's weirdly enough, like somebody that you could possibly romance in the game. But like, which took a turn that like made me laugh later on. But that's besides the point. Um, 
it's because he calls you up and says that his nephew went or disappeared. And what happens is uh, someone kidnapped him or he thinks somebody kidnapped him. But the problem is, is that person was actually shot by the cops and is currently in a coma. So you're trying to find out where this guy's nephew is, even though the person who possibly kidnapped him isn't talking because he's in a medical coma. Uh, and it, like I said, takes like these weird twists and turns because like you find out that um, or you find that there could be possible BDs of uh, wh- like where this guy is, is holding these people. BDs? Yeah, uh, brain dances. Okay. Because uh, in brain cy- dances? Yeah. <laughs> <You> gotta, <laughs> so a, okay. if we haven't played 50 hours of this game, Robbie. You gotta <laughs> okay, come so, at us with kids gloves. Okay, so a brain dance in Cyberpunk 2077 is... Uh, basically these movies that play out in almost like a VR setting. And what they do is they'll get people to basically put a chip in their head since people are like part cybernetic in the game. And they'll have actors um, basically live out these different scenes. And then whenever you watch the BD, you watch it through the eyes of the actor that's doing it. Are these the things that were giving people epileptic episodes? Possibly because when you put on the device that does the brain dance, like some, bright lights fat flash on you okay, however because it's cyberpunk there's a lot of like um uh neon lighting everywhere that's flashing so that's another reason um they did tone those down yeah uh i was uh, speaking of game informer earlier um uh i can't remember her name but she uh a, a, a woman at game informer wrote an article about it because she's epileptic and it gave her seizures when she was playing it uh, and she put out a big old thing warning and thanks to her article they went in and patched it and stuff like that um, but apparently the literal patterns that they were using for the headset when it went into those scenes were literal patterns that were used for headsets that people put on to try and induce seizures in real life. Oh, yeah. Good. But yeah, it um, actually now that I think about it. Yeah. Cause like whenever I first, like you go into brain dance, like at the very beginning, cause you have brain dance editing softwares. Cause uh, you can make a brain dance out of anything. That's somebody who has uh, optic cybernetics. Right. Adobe brain dance. Everybody has the program. Yeah. I mean, cyberpunk, yeah. But like, you do that to help solve crimes because, like, you could basically edit a, or edit around and see in three D space to like see stuff that maybe the person who was um, the subject of the brain dance didn't see or didn't hear, but was part of the environment. And you use that to try to help solve this crime too, because you have to try to get part part of the BDs that were part of the killer's motive. And you find out that um, he basically was starting his own cult, and he was uh, basically getting poor all right, all right uh poor teenage boys that are like in rough situations to like come join his call because they're gonna have a better life if they come do this or you know come join with him and everything and it turns out that he was actually you find out that he was sneaking these boys onto this farm and like through like these weird dreams that he had that you see through the brain dances that he was having these um these weird dreams about his father like abusing him and are uh, at this ranch that they used to uh, that he used to help his father run whenever he was younger and he was basically turning the boys into cattle. Like he would kidnap them and then uh, put them in this weird coma and turn them into cattle. And it doesn't explain what he was doing after the cattle because you don't know. He's basically brain dead at this point, but that's where you find his uh, nephew and it's like really weird, bizarre twist. And like, it it was just like storyline wise was really good. And the person who plays the mother of the missing child is like weirdly for someone who, no one talks about for the acting in that game did a really good job like playing a grieving mother that's trying to hold it together because like despite the fact that her oldest is missing she still has two other kids that she's trying to take care of and trying to hold together for and everything and did a really good job act or doing the voice acting for that scene sounds like uh some season three true detective kind of yeah but you actually find them and like it kind of pays <laughs> off in the <laughs> but end there's actual closure 
Yeah, there is actual closure. <laughs> but to, to grant, without spoiling season three of True Detective, I like the fact there's no closure. That's kind of the sure, point. Okay, of season it's three. kind of the point, but like it, I just hate that it. People. Yeah, my main thing, like I did like season three of True Detective. I will say that it just pissed me off that like it kind of builds up to something bigger that just turns into nothing. But on purpose. Yeah, it does it on purpose. But anyways, that's besides the point. Yeah. With this one, there actually is actual closure. The thing that made me laugh about the fact that he was a romanceable character is because you can only romance him if you're a female looking to romance a male in it. Weird. Yeah, like why? They just did that for the game. So like there's literally like whether you're a guy or a girl uh, dictates whether you can romance certain people. Uh-huh. And there's uh, a gay and a straight one for each one. So there's only four people you can romance. One's gay male, straight male, and one's gay female and straight male. So or they straight female. just Sorry. kind of did through the checklist there. Kind right? of, yeah. For the romanceable <laughs> characters. And even then you have to like really work for it with them. Like you have to complete their side storylines. And that was his Weird. side storyline is helping him find his nephew and saving him from this psycho killer. Yeah, that kind so of feels Rome... like it puts a doubter on the... I mean, the fact that you find him and you're able to save him and kind of like brings it all together. So here's a question. Maybe you have the answer for Maybe you don't. Okay. Does romancing a character do anything? Uh, Besides give you like an awkward sex scene. Actually, yes, it does. Uh, It also makes it to where you have uh, new houses you can go to in there. Sometimes you get actual items from them for as a thank you from them. Is it basically like Fable 2? (laughs) And also there's secret. There's also secret endings that you can only get. (laughs) Not really. Uh, I was also going to say if you romance a character, you can also get a secret ending that like you apparently like are that i guess they're like part of an ending that you can only get if uh you go through the side storylines like if you just like go straight through the main quest of this you can only get the bad ending for this game you actually have to play the side quests in order to, to uh unlock multiple endings for this game and Which i guess explains why most of the reviewers had a bad ending or what they would say is the bad ending yeah um but also like that's i mean i get it yeah, but like you should be allowed to have the right ending, right? Like that's not crazy to think. Like you should be able to play the game you want to play, and then like get the proper ending. Eh? Like I don't know. I it mean, feels I guess like it's like punishing a, it, to me. Like you're punishing the player for playing the game they want to. play. I mean, it's not quite as bad as like say like Ghost and Goblins, and like the only way you can actually beat the game is if you beat it on the hardest mode. That's not even like a story thing. This is literally like, we're not going to give you a good story unless you play the game. We want you to play like, that's what it feels like to me. And like a bunch of also, games, Ghost and goblins came out like 20 years ago. Right. Yeah. But like for them, like being so good at narrative stuff is actually really disappointing. Um, because I feel like the default for Witcher three wasn't bad ending. You only played the main quest. Um, it was just like, Hey, here's like the default ending. And then, like, if you did bad shit, you get a bad ending. Whereas, like, to get a good ending, you have to do other shit seems lame. I mean, I haven't beaten the game yet, so I couldn't say whether or not, like, that makes sense storyline-wise. But that's kind of how it goes with this game is, like, you have to do certain things in, excuse me, in certain side quests in order to get different endings for the game. But I couldn't say for sure, but I can see why some people, or that would piss some people off. For other people, it probably is a way to get like rewarded for doing more i guess it's also that way with some other games too like i guess for bloodborne like you guys were talking about earlier you have to do certain things to get what's considered to be the true ending for that and then like for neo or yeah neo the samurai yeah the samurai one Uh, there's a few samurai ones at this point the main samurai one is the one where you're you're a white samurai with blonde hair 
Neo. Uh, yeah, Neo. Okay. Yeah, for Neo, I guess you actually had to beat that game three times to get the true ending of that game. To be fair, people complain the fuck about Neo. Yeah, they do complain about that <laughs> yeah. too. But like, like, also, I don't give a shit about the story in Bloodborne. Uh, I think only insane people give a shit about the story of Bloodborne, honestly. Because the story the in Bloodborne, like yeah. the lore the of it, I Bloodborne think is boring. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. It's super a, fucking boring. Yeah, it's the atmosphere. That's like the coolest part. But yeah, yeah, like don't be wrong. There's a lot of things to complain about with Cyberpunk, and I completely understand why a lot of people do complain about it. But I think that's also kind of one like. For some people, I guess it's probably their reward for completing more of the game instead of just doing the bare minimum. Right, but like, they already gave you money. The reward should be you give them a story. Like, if they complete your game, they get the story. They shouldn't have to be like, okay, now I have to play the game your way in order to get the good story. Like, it almost feels like punishing the player for not doing what the developer wants. Because they didn't finish the game. (laughs) If that's also another way to look at it, because there's there's multiple like there are a bunch of other branching storylines with the side quests too. I so I guess so like, like I, I, the, I I do get your complaint. I'm not saying it's invalid yeah, or anything. I guess, so I'm understanding like you beat the game and you get a pretty bad like you don't get a very good ending or is it like a neutral ending? What do you know? Um, like, I haven't seen those endings, so I couldn't okay. tell you for sure. You only get a bad or you get a bad ending if you just don't do any of the side stuff. From what I've been, stuff, yeah, like, from what I've been told, like the two. default, yeah, the default. If you just like go straight through the main quest, then all right, it's supposed to be what what's considered to be like one of the bad endings of the game compared to like some of the better endings. And I guess there's also like a secret ending if you are, are there's also like <laughs> I can speak English. <laughs> I guess there's also like secret endings to the game, counting on doing certain things that are doing certain things and going through certain quest lines. And yeah. like, like I don't mind that. Like, that's fine if you give players a reward but, for doing extra stuff. I don't yeah. think. But I, I don't think know the how. The issue is just kind of. It almost seems like you're punishing them for yeah. just wanting to play the game and not do anything else. I don't think that's necessary. Yeah, but once again, I don't know how bad the bad ending is right. for it. Right. If you just like go straight through the main storyline. And like, here's the thing: it would be different. It was like if you don't do the extra stuff, you get the bad ending. Like if it warned you beforehand, like. If it like in the story in the world is like, all right, you need to go deactivate this thing or we can go fight the guy. But I don't know how well that's going to go. Like if it did something in the story that like actually uh, showed you why it's going to be bad, that would be one thing. Like um, I think something that's very similar is like Mass Effect 2. Um, It has like if you don't do the side missions, like your crew's going to die. But they tell you that like straight up beforehand. Like if your crew doesn't trust you, they're not going to follow your orders. Like they tell you straight up right away. Yeah. So like, if you don't go and like try and work on your crew, then they're not going to trust you. Do your orders. And the very last mission, they tell you from the beginning of the game, like hour three, the last mission of this game is a suicide mission. They really fucking nail it into your head. So if it was something like that, that's one thing. Cause like, that's telling you the whole time, like no matter what happens at the end, you're going to get fucked if they don't pay attention to you or if they don't like you. So maybe you want to work on that. Or if you don't, then this is how it's going to go. I'm just letting you know, like that's one thing. But if the game is just like, Play the game, play the game. Ha ha, you didn't do this one side quest line. Fuck you, bitch. Like, that's shitty. That's bad. I mean, to be fair, I got the neutral ending on The Witcher, or on The Witcher 3, because I did one thing wrong. Got to. So it, it makes sense that CD Projekt Red would do something like that. However, with these, with like the side quests, there's usually something to learn. And like, there's some kind of, I don't want to say like lesson, but like, you know, it's kind of growth in the character by doing these side quests instead of ignoring people asking him for help. But here's the thing. You did something wrong. From what you were saying, it's the if one you thing just don't wrong, do anything right. The one thing that I did wrong in The Witcher Three is whenever um, 
Siri asked to see if she should see her father before uh, she leaves because it may be the last chance she ever gets to see him. I said, sure, let's go say goodbye to your father because that may be the last time you have a chance to see him. Because I did that, I got the neutral ending instead of what was the good ending. See, I'd say that's kind of bad game design because there's yeah. nothing telling the player that's a bad choice. I mean, that's also what the Witcher games in general is about. It's not about doing the right or wrong thing. It's just about choices and consequences. I get, but like, if that literally was the only thing you did wrong, when I, I looked at, yeah, I looked it up. Game. I looked it up online, and that's apparently the only bad thing that I did. Yeah, I, and like, even then, like, it's still a neutral ending. It's not even so much a bad ending. It's like a yeah. bittersweet ending, if you will. Yeah, but I guess, like, I don't know. What we're really getting at is like, let the player know what's going on. I guess, yeah, like, yeah. don't. Because I don't know, like it's like I play a lot of games where like you get and you get the OK ending if you beat the game or you get the very good ending if you fucking collect all eggs. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think that's a fine thing. And like, I think it's OK to have like side missions and stuff enhance an ending. I just think like you shouldn't get a shitty ending to start yeah. off. With. But I can't say for 100 percent sure because I haven't beaten the game yet. Yeah. Uh, I according to GOG, I have over a hundred hours into it, but according to the game itself, I have probably about 60 or 70 hours in it. Oh, so you left but, it on pause for a while. So yeah, I have a bad habit of leaving it on pause and going and cooking dinner. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, yeah. I think E kind of encapsulated what I, I actually thought about yeah. that. Like don't punish the game or don't punish the player for just wanting to play the game, like a game, um, like enhance it. Sure. That's fine. Yeah. But don't punish the yeah, playing. Which I one, think goes back to like why reviewers got a lot of what that quote unquote bad ending is because the game was fucking broken. Uh, yeah, and launch. the game was like I said very broken whenever it first came out, and they are like slowly fixing it. But for the most like, there's a reviewer that has beaten the game twice already that said like they're basically just trying to make the best out of a disaster, and that's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, and like even people who were like had a fairly glitchless run on it, or even like they can make this game run perfectly and run exactly how they want it to. But the problem is the game's still okay. Yeah. Like, it's not groundbreaking game in any way whatsoever. It's just, it's okay. It's a CD Projekt Red game. Not even that, because people yeah. really revered and loved Witcher 3. Yeah. It's, it's like, Witcher it's one of those things, like, the broke, like, say what you will about the broken storyline, The Witcher 3 is still probably one of my favorite games ever, because, like, the combat was great. I love the, the environment was great. The graphics were great. Music was great. The combat was great. I wouldn't say one of my favorite games ever, but it is enjoyable. I mean, I don't, I don't play open world games, so I will. Yeah, I you would hate it. You would absolutely hate it. But like, it's actually one of those things I think dry because like, dry told me in The Witcher Three that there was one uh, set of missions that pissed him off more than anything. He didn't complete it because it was starting to piss him off, and I did complete it. And then I asked him about the murder mystery at the end of it. And he's like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, dang, and that's and your yeah, favorite thing in existence. I love murder mysteries, but you know what I don't like? Playing bad games, fetch quests. Yeah. It, it's literally like it's a bunch of fetch quests and at the end of the fetch quest you find out that someone that um, is really important to the person you're doing the fetch quests to almost died because someone fed her acid and it's, then you have to try to figure out who did it and why I'm not even kidding it's 10 hours of fetch quests It's That's, you're riding your horse from one city to another city for 10 hours the second the last chapter of Paper Mario it's, Thousand Year Door it's garbage I, fuck, I was like no, I'm not doing Mass this I'm just not doing Andromeda. it <laughs> yeah or all of Mass Effect Andromeda <laughs> uh, <laughs> That game sucked ass too. Um, but yeah, like that, that the fact like that like neat. it, whenever CD Projekt Red does like the murder mystery thing or like the detective or style story, I think the story is great with that. But I also like you know the small nuances of stuff like that. Like a good example of small nuances that I really liked in a game that not a lot of people uh, talked really highly about was like 
Far Cry 5 because there's a lot of things that they don't talk about in that game that are just kind of hidden in the background that makes that world so much darker. See, but I think the problem with that is like, at least for me, when I play Far Cry 5, I put on a podcast or I put on music because I just want to do open world stuff and like let my lizard brain take over and be like, ooh, yeah, number go up. Nice. Um, And like learn something about like a serial killer on a podcast. Like that's what I want to do. Like I don't think the sound design or the environment design is good enough in Far Cry for me to give my 100% attention to it. Right. So I just don't. So like there's no incentive for me to go and find that personally. I always find that funny though because like, I also like put on music or listen to podcasts when I play games, but I'm the opposite. It's just so I can like have noise, basically. <laughs> like I don't like process what I'm listening to. I just and then I guess I'm... so I can focus on the game better. Yeah, and then I guess I'm the opposite. Whenever I play open world games, like I try to immerse myself as much as possible, which is like that's what I'm actually enjoying about Cyberpunk the most is the storyline that's going yeah. along with it. See, but like for open world games, like they have to really be on point with making it something that is something I can immerse myself in. Like the music has to be good, the the tone of everything has to be good. Like, for instance, I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima right now. Yeah, I haven't put on a podcast or anything with that game. Um, I just like listening to the sto- to the to the world, and I think the story is pretty mediocre, honestly. You don't even put on the black and white mode, though. Uh, no, I do not put on Curacao mode because it does bad things to the audio, and I think it makes other things. <laughs> I mean, it, it works fine in black harder, and white, honestly. but it doesn't make it fun. Like, it just it makes, makes it, it subpar. Uh, I don't know if that's a joke. Uh, <laughs> if that's a joke, I'm not smart enough for it, Sam. I'm sorry. Um, I need more caffeine. I was uh, just referencing the movie that you guys watch, watch Rashomon. Oh, Rashomon? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, here's the other thing. Like, I think a lot of the things in the world are probably like references to old Kurosawa movies and like Japanese samurai stuff. And I just didn't watch that stuff. And so I don't get it. Like, I there's one Kurosawa reference so far that I have noticed, and it was Rashomon. It was the <laughs> the one place where like the three people hang out when it's yeah. raining. Like it it was that. Oh okay. Um, like a reference to that, and I was like, oh, that's cool. I understand what that's from. Anyway, oh, I'm gonna I, cut this bamboo I now. I understand that reference. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I was the Captain America. Um, <laughs> but like, the world itself is just sounds so great, and I, it's something I am able to immerse myself in. And the world design is nice. Um, and I I just I don't want to like listen to another thing or watch something while I play it. Whereas literally the open world game I played before this, Immortals Phoenix Rising, 45 minutes into that, I was like, all right, what's Giant Bomb talking about today? Because like <laughs> the world itself, like the sound design and the world design like isn't interesting enough. It's just a thing that I want to play to like tick things off my lizard brain. Like, ooh, now we're go up. Yay. It is. Thinking back about it, that probably is some of what kept me into Breath of the Wild, despite not liking open world, is the music and sound design of that game is really good. Yeah, it's it's all very uh, Legend of Zelda, which is great. Yeah, I do that with games um, that are like sort of grindy. Yeah, um, if it's like story heavy, like with The Last of Us two or something like that because it had like some open world aspects but i feel like i feel like you have to like get into that world because i don't know it's so good yeah yeah last of us i didn't do any of like listening to other things that game was also a game that i played in five hour chunks after liz went to bed every night (laughs) i wish i wish i could do that but i don't know why i just like don't have the attention span to only play a video game I think with the video games you play, I can definitely see why. Because you What's don't any really play... video game I've played, like Hollow Knight, a game like that everyone talks about the soundtrack and the sound design. 
I've I could play I played that for like five hours with nothing on, but eventually I just have to put something on and I can't hear the music anymore. Uh, yeah, no, I played that entire. I, I've not. I don't even know what the music sounds like in that game. I it's literally. Very, it was podcast. very good, but I can't like. I don't know. It's just like anything. Night in the Woods has a good soundtrack. I put music on for that. Night in the Woods is one like. There's so much reading and stuff, and like environment stuff that I had to. I had to. Yeah, like a game like that, you can't fucking put on something. I, I did. <laughs> I, I literally did, and it's like. Well, you're okay. wrong, e. Right. I, I told you it's like an attention <laughs> thing for me. I can't I can't do one thing. That's why I can't watch stuff very often. It's hard for me to do literally just one thing. My brain says you're wasting time because you're doing one thing. <laughs> uh anyway, so good yeah. quest, huh, Robbie? Yeah. <laughs> it was a good it was a good quest. Dark dystopian cyberpunk. <laughs> Have you found a serial killer yet? Couple. Cool. Cool. Those Cannibals? are my favorite quests in open world games. Cannibals? Um, none that I can think of at the moment. I'm pretty sure there is cannibalism at some point. There's a lot of dark shit that happens in cyberpunk. Like I said, I think that's what I like is like the dystopian cyberpunk world and like the storylines that they tell with it. So that's mostly what's keep me going through that game. Besides that, it is just open world first person shooter. Yeah, I think with every open world game, you have to have some sort of weird cannibalism thing at some point. Yeah, it's like a requirement. Breath of the Wild. I'm almost sure it happened at some point. Like you found bones in a pot or something. <laughs> I mean, already. the most that I could think of that, like I can't think of a cannibalism in that game, but there are a lot of people that they just called scavengers that will actually kidnap people and like basically kill them and like yeah. take all the cybernetics out of them and they then sell them on, the, pretty on the black market. Pretty close. Yeah. That's the first thing that's coming to mind with that game. So like every now and then you'll just find a body that's like split open and like had all their shit taken out of them. Nice. Also, it sounds like flesh. that quest might have Consumed had cannibalism implied to maybe because considering that like he was turning them into the cattle basically and like yeah. the weird thing is like all the cattle to keep them from running away they basically put a plastic bag over their head that had a feeding tube on the end of it and so all the people that he kidnapped had plastic bags over the head with the feeding tube going down their mouth yeah that's the implied cannibalism yeah take that like, box it was off. it was yeah like i said it was weird and it was dark and in like the best way for a dark dystopian cyberpunk world nice um so here's a thing that we all watched i almost forgot to talk about it watchmen yeah we watched episode four tonight i did the watchmen series yeah, sam, sam did, did it. it uh me robbie and e did Hello. i had already seen it before but i yeah. am forcing them to watch it kind of uh before I mean, I'm all, yeah i'm all for it yeah um so what do you think uh guys e what do you I... think of it so far it was pretty good um they're getting into like parts that kind of very are reminiscent of Watchmen to me finally, which I'm really glad about. Um, even like because they already introduced the previous Watchmen characters, obviously, but like even like the new characters are feeling pretty Watchmen like now, yeah. at least. Um, the main I can't remember the main character's name, but I she's still really great. Like she really hits a stride. And just like the small things that they kind of show without really like explaining are honestly pretty interesting. And I, some of it, I hope they don't explain, but others, I definitely hope they explain. Right. Like, I, I kind of hope that Chrome guy that slid into the sewers is just never brought up again. <laughs> I, I kind of like, I want to, I want them to explain what the fuck that was, but at the same time, I kind of want them just to leave it alone. Like, okay, so that happened. Yeah. Um, I think. My it's either the next three or 
the three after the next episode that are my favorite episodes. Um, because I forget how many episodes there are in the season. Um, <laughs> three. <laughs> I would guess ten, but it's either ten or nine. It might be nine actually. If you could look that yeah, up, yeah, just look really quick. We're on four, you said. We're on four, yeah. So next week we'll be watching episode five. Um, yeah, there's like a lot of because they it's world building episodes. Yeah. Um, and like goes deep into one specific character on each of these episodes. And there's one that I'm really, 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 really excited for when it happens for you to watch. Because I think you in particular will appreciate it having read the comic. Read the comic yeah. Um, which one? It's one that like Robbie will be like, oh, that's really cool. Probably. But then you'll be like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> which means I just need to read my fucking comic since I bought the gu- or the graphic novel. I just need to read it now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, nine episodes, nine episodes. Okay, yeah. So definitely within the next three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, really good stuff. Yeah, really, good. I, I really like it. Um, I'm hoping they kind of go back into uh the chief man's history. I assume that either next or the episode after are probably going to go into that just from the pacing of this episode. And then, I, it, it's a lot more evident now. But I actually really like the parallels between. The care the main cops and the watchmen themselves, because mm-hmm. like I think the big one is uh, I don't remember his name, but like the cop in the bunker has a lot of Rorschach qualities to him. Mirror mask, yeah, mirror yeah. mask. There's a lot of Rorschach qualities to him, which is funny because in the series, in the because in this series, everyone's trying to copy Rorschach. Yeah, but the most Rorschach guy is the guy who does not like Rorschach at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's really clever. Yeah. He almost has a, like a I tried so hard not to be my dad. I became my mom kind of vibe when it comes to Rorschach. <laughs> I get. Yeah. Well, like and he's well, no, I can't even say like he's using his power because Rorschach also used his powers for good. He was just also insane. Yeah, he was an extremist. Yeah. yeah. And again, like it's a cool thing that this movie that this show is doing is like you don't want to be Rorschach. He's not a good person. Yeah. None of the Watchmen were very good people. Yeah. And I think that this really does show that a lot. Yeah. Which is really good. It's really fun. It's another thing of why I think this is better than Snyder's Watchmen movie is because it doesn't praise the Watchmen for being Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the movie fell into that a lot. It fell yeah, into superhero trope stuff. Half. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I uh, I'm I'm really excited to keep going here because we're really hitting the stride of the show. Yeah. I'm just uh, gonna quit at episode <laughs> seven. Uh, I would if I would I think you would be really disappointed if you quit at episode seven. <laughs> okay, sure. on a personal level, I think you would. I don't, well, I mean, I'll, we'll go through. Like, I think I got past the part where I was like, I don't know about this, which was like, as soon as episode three got into it, I I was pretty on board. Yeah. It took like the first two episodes, which of course were world building episodes. I wasn't very interested, but I definitely got on board after yeah. that. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking, Robbie? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like. Uh, I do kind of like how it's keeping a steady stream of like, okay, we'll explain this, but then we'll add like three other questions. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a good example would be that random guy that was wearing all chrome that like ran away from the main character and then covered himself in lube and slid down into the sewers. Yeah. And just like, 
okay, that happened. So back onto the main storyline. <laughs> that does not make any sense. That would, that's yeah. not how that works. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Squid's problem is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But uh, there is more world building, especially with what's happening with um, smart, our fastest guy in the world, now old guy. Smartest guy in the world? Yeah, because in the... You mean? The well, he's also the fastest, wasn't he? Because they're saying like he was so fast that he could the dodge a bullet. And the smartest? No, he's so smart that he could predict when a bullet's being fired so he could catch it. Whatever. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what's going on with him and like his little prison island thing. Like that's that's oh. probably the most interesting thing that's happening on this right now because it's so mysterious and it's just, like giving you like little chunks of what's happening, like yeah. what's actually happening, yeah. but still keeping you in the dark on like the bigger picture of it. Yeah. And like, that's probably the most interesting part to me right now is like how they just give you little snippets of what's actually going on, but still keeping you enough in the dark that you have that you still just don't know. Yeah. That's just something that I'm hoping it's not just budget, but like, I really like when they, how, when they were like launching them in the catapults, they didn't like go into the sky. It like phased through. Like, I'm really yeah. hoping that's part of the, I'm guessing dome. it's part of I it. I think so. I'm hoping it's not just, uh, we just didn't have the budget to <laughs> do that. <laughs> <laughs> be great just a random glitch that happened yeah they're like oh fuck we have like yeah. two days but no it would make sense that that's actually part of the world building considering right. how like he was paying attention to like how far they're going before they disappeared mm -hmm. so and like so i feel like that's part of like the mystery on like what like what he's actually on considering it's like this weird prison that he's on but he has all these random clones that just keep him company and he just keeps that killing them in the, the fucking river yeah that are basically like basically the lake that's near his uh our, the lake that's surrounding his island is basically just like a giant womb for these little clones. Yeah, it's like interesting. Did he do that, or is that part? Yeah, of it? it's really interesting. Like that—that's so far the most interesting part in a show that would be interesting even without it. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, this show's good. It tells yeah. you a lot when the fact that it rains squids from the sky is not the most interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a very like small part on like God. Like it just happens. Yeah. Like, Besides that, or like, you know, the whole thing with like this woman finding out who that's got this older man is her grandfather now. And mm -hmm. yeah, 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 because it, it answers a question. But then the question being answered raises more questions. Yeah, right? exactly. It's really like good. they're doing a really good job of that. Yeah. Of like giving you just enough to like, you know, OK, okay this is solved now. But what about this? <clears throat> yeah. And I think that that goes along with the, uh, the good, the, just the good, solid Watchmen writing. Yeah. Um, I think this we talked about it in our Watchmen episode when we watched the fucking four hours X Snyder movie. Not the most recent four hours X Snyder movie. Right. But one of his this four hour in, movies. This one's in widescreen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but we talked about that, like how he just doesn't feel like the comic character. Like he doesn't feel like the same character. Mm -hmm. Um the old man, I can't remember his name. Vite. Right? Uh Dr. Vite Voit. Voit? What? Vite? Voit? Voit? Oi, boy. Vape. Vape. Oi, vape. Vot. That might sound. That also oh, sounds right. Charles <laughs> The the one on the in the weird. Uh, uh, Osmandius. Osmandius. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're trying to like say his actual name, and I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah Osmandius. Was... Uh, he is far, far closer to the graphic novel in this. Yeah, he's he's like more intelligent. Than... Yeah boisterous or whatever they were going for in the yes <laughs> Snyder. um but yeah i'm glad glad you guys are enjoying it and i'm very excited to keep going forward mm -hmm. 
Um, the other thing I watched, I, there's actually two things watched. Um, I know not too long ago I was complaining about Mayans season two and how it felt really weird and like didn't make sense and everything just didn't feel important. Felt like weightless almost. Yeah. Um, we finished that. I ended up really liking season two of Mayans. Season three just started a couple weeks ago. So me and Liz started watching that. It feels very weightless. It feels pointless. <laughs> no. Um, it has a lot of weight. Kurt Sutter was kicked off the project after Disney purchased Fox and FX and all that stuff. Oh, good. Um, but it wasn't a bad thing. Like he actually also was not hurt by it at all. Um, cause the show revolves in California and around the border and a lot of, uh, and bringing drugs over the border of Mexico and stuff like that. And Sutter was like, you know what? Like I'm not totally against this move. Ultimately, uh, I think I'm doing a disservice for this story. It doesn't make sense for a white man to be telling a story about a Mexican. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, so in a, in a few ways, this makes a lot of sense to me actually. And I'm excited to see what the new showrunner does. Um, Did they actually hire a Mexican? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes. I thought it was going to be like, so they hired another white guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, so immediately the thing I noticed is how extremely cinematic this new season looks. Um, they got the same director for the first two episodes, shooting it in 4K HDR for cable. Um, to, for the you that has a 4K capability, <laughs> it's getting bigger. <laughs> um, it looks so good. It looks better than many Hollywood movies. It looks better than Zack Snyder's Justice League. Does it? I don't know if that's saying much. Does it not? <laughs> does it at least not have the stupid Mexico filter? It does not. Good. Um, it. Because uh, that was very famously its look for it, actually, for the first two seasons was the everything's orange. Um, <laughs> I, hate, I don't get it. Why that is a thing. Yeah. And so this is not that. And they got rid of the original intro. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a whole new thing now. They got rid of like how they recapped it cause before. It'd be like last episode on Mayans. And it'd be like one of the characters from the show who's going to have like a big part in the episode or whatever. Um, now it's just some footage and uh, the words previously come on. And then the what happened in the last thing, like the cliff notes basically, but of the footage happens. And then it goes into an extremely somber opening intro um, showing like how important um, immigration has been to the United States, especially for Mexico and stuff like that um, since for forever really. Um, and just shows a bunch of old footage of immigrants coming in and stuff like that. And then how they're treated. And then the show starts and it's, so so much darker in tone immediately like i was extremely worried for season three actually with disney coming in because i was afraid they'd be like all right you got to make it more family friendly you got to make it like up to where teenagers can watch this drugs are candy now um yeah but instead it's like oh hey like this thing where people weren't taking drugs very seriously and there's taking them across the border like that's how this club makes their money now it's like oh shit like drugs are actually like a really big thing like they harm people um here's one of the most likable characters in the first two seasons he's now addicted to heroin um here's like all these people and how they don't know how to react to any of this either and they don't know how to cope with any of it and their money is stream is going because their whole money stream was bringing illegal illegal narcotics through tunnels through mexico and all those are getting filled now and like how they're dealing with the border shutdowns and stuff like that and really dark things and like dark subject matters that they would dance around in the first two seasons, but they never just full on went with it. And now they are. And I think it's 
good, actually, because the tone fits it. I guess my question, does it feel like a natural continuation, though? For some of the characters. Uh, that's a good question, actually, because there's some characters that do feel weird. Um, like, it makes sense the character who's now addicted to drugs is addicted to drugs because he had, like, this huge iron dream in the end of last season. You didn't know what was going to happen to him. Um, and he started taking pain meds and stuff like that, and then pain meds turned to other drugs, and that turned into heroin, and now he's in the same place that his mother was when he was a kid. Um, and then there are other characters like the president of the club who was used to be very level-headed but angry and assertive when he had to be is now always angry and oh. pissed off at everybody and just doing things that don't make sense for the club. Um, I think is that annoying. It is, but I think they're going to turn it around. Like, I think it's going to make sense story-wise because the end of the last episode he was at his ex-wife's house and she's like, what are you doing out here? And he was like super drunk. And like people mentioned that it was the anniversary of something. So I assume his daughter died or like son died or something or, or something. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to bring it around to where like, he's just super fucked up because the anniversary or something fucked up happened in his life. Um, but yeah, then they had this huge thing happen in the show to where like they made this deal with the rest of the clubs and the rest of the charger. And if they fucked it up, then everything was fucked and they failed. And that's not happened um, where they've completely failed. And now they're like cut off from everybody. And I don't know what's going to happen. And that's really exciting for a show. Cause like usually you're able to see like where the plot points are going. In comes Airbud to deliver <laughs> the drugs. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there were actually in the first two episodes, there were shots and scenes where like, holy shit, that looks fucking good. Like just on a cinematography level. Um, sees episode three not as much like it's still shot with the same cameras and 4k and hdr and stuff but the director of those first two episodes like insanely good i and i looked him up and he just does like a bunch of weird episode work like for just random shit mm-hmm. um yeah really good though i'm really impressed with the season so far i'm excited to see where it goes on all yeah. the storylines uh it also just ended on like a huge oh holy shit because there was this one character going on like this huge self-destructive arc because his wife and his child were taken away from him. Um, and so he like starts sleeping with like a bunch of random women and just like drinking and doing stuff all the time, like not giving a fuck what happened. And then the woman comes back at the end of the last episode, like catching him. And I don't know what's going to happen because I did not see that coming. Um, really good. Like, holy shit, I cannot recommend Mayans enough at this point. Um, I think that in a lot of ways, it so far excels over Sons of Anarchy. And in other ways, it it's a little lower, but I think that's just different flavors of the thing instead yeah. of better or worse, honestly. Still well, the flavor you savor. <laughs> for some, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I've only seen like a little bit of like the first season of it whenever you and Liz started first watching it. Uh-huh. From what I saw, it's like basically a completely different storyline, but in the same universe of what's yes. happening in the Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, it is. It is. Um this is even a sequel show though. And then it like takes place with what used to be the sons of anarchy's rivals and they became friends over time. Yeah. Um, and you get to see like what's happening over there with them. Uh, it's really cool. It's a really cool show actually. Yeah. I'm really happy with it. I was really iffy on if what the season was going to be with Sutter being not in the picture at all, but yeah, turns out it was the best, our best laid out plan to have so far. Yeah. So far. Disney did one thing right so far. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they fired him. I was actually like thinking 
because I remember reading articles like he didn't run the set very well, so I just assumed it was like drugs, like he had drugs and drinking on the set all the time or something. But then Liz had read an article she remembered, and um, it was basically that like he was a manager on the set. Oh, it would be like, are they getting the job done? Then I don't care how quickly it gets done. They're getting it done. And Disney's like, no, they get it done in this time frame or they leave. <laughs> and so uh, he didn't want to do that. And so they got rid of him, fired a new showrunner, and they're very happy with him. Um, and I think he's doing a great job so far, actually. Nice. Um, so, yeah. And then the other thing that I watched, uh, I bought it a little while ago on, in uh, UHD 4K because people said how great it looked. And so I just wanted to see something that looked great. Um, Atomic Blonde, which uh, <laughs> he's making a face like that sounds dumb. Uh, it's a spy movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, it takes place in the 80s. Um, what was that one thing like? Uh, Austin in, Powers in Berlin, uh, with the, the wall, wall, the Berlin Wall thing. It takes place like in the ten days <laughs> the before. Berlin wall, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it takes place um ten days before the wall is torn down. Okay, and into that happening, and it's a spy thriller with a couple of cool action scenes. Um, but the color palette's really cool, okay. and it actually does look really good. Uh, it was fine. <laughs> I own it now. I guess so that's cool. <laughs> that's oh, it. Gosh. That's all I got. Okay. Um, Sam, you want to do your second movie? Yeah, Sam. Sure, I can do that. Uh, what is it called? Okay. I don't know. The, next, the Prime one. The next movie I watched was on Prime, yeah. Um, it was called The Retreat. Um, it was recommended in my bad horror recommendations from <laughs> Bad Ben. We're just going to be getting tons of those from now on. Um... Uh, the cover looks really bad, and I knew it was gonna be bad. <laughs> but also, okay. I feel like it could have been, it could have been better if they changed some stuff up, because like they do the thing where when they show the monster or whatever, it's like the shrieking, really annoying, like you know, trying to scare yeah. you. Bullshit! Whee. I hate that shit. Like the violin got smacked on against the cat. Yeah, I hate that. It's not scary. It's actually it's a really good way to describe it. They should just do one, but instead it's just like the Tom yell from Tom and Jerry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, okay, the retreat is about uh, these two guys. They want to go hiking in the winter. Well, that's Whoa. a bad idea. Um, because well, I don't know, hiking guy, where? Um... In Minnesota. I think it was um, <laughs> maybe Mass. No, I think it was. Uh, it was like. Was it Minnesota? <laughs> no, it wasn't Minnesota. Okay. What's it called again? <laughs> Maine. No, the movie. I don't think you can hide in Maine. <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> retreat. Our retreat. That's what it's yeah. called. I have to see. Uh, I feel like it was like in New York or something. Okay. Um. Sure. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, it's not that <laughs> um, backpacking in the Adirondacks in New York. So, okay, wherever sure. that is. But anyway, it's winter hiking, and they're going because the guy is gonna get married in two weeks, and the other guy is like, "What do you want to do for your bachelor party?" He's like, "I want to go hike winter hiking." <laughs> what? That's a bad party. <laughs> I know it is, right? Just them. Yeah, just them. 
That's the worst. Like best friends or something. Anyway, that's what he wants to do. For his bachelor party? Yeah. I also had my best friends at my bachelor party, but I didn't go on a shitty hike. (laughs) We did walk a lot. Yeah, we did walk around an entire mall. That is true. I was there too for some reason. Because why not? You are the bachelor in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever that means. Bachelor of honor. (laughs) Um... Okay, so they go hiking, of course, but before they go hiking, they go to this lodge. Well, it's like a... There's, there's like a like creepy a... old lady. No, creepy old man. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, don't go up the mountain. It's, it's like it's a... It's It's like an Airbnb bed and breakfast sort of thing where it's like multiple people. I thought you were going to say Air Bud. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what's the B&B stand for? Bed and breakfast? Well, you said bed and breakfast after. I thought air bed okay. and breakfast. Okay. <laughs> What's Airbnb? I don't know. I don't, like, just like you said, like Airbnb bed B&B? and breakfast. So I was like really like confused if it stood for something else. Well, sort of like a bed and breakfast, like Airbnb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think I understand now. <laughs> like, uh, like you know, bed and breakfast is basically like. Well, okay. Well, you get a bed and breakfast. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just... <laughs> anyway, like, it's just, run by this yeah. old guy. <laughs> and there's another person staying there as well. He's like this big druggie. But anyway, the old guy's like has these weird pictures up everywhere. And it's of the Wendigo. <laughs> as I'm I'm starting to realize how like much of a trope using a Wendigo is. It didn't used to be. It, it feels sort of um, Until Dawn-ish. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Until Dawn did it, and everyone's like, that's fucking cool. I like, know. The weird thing is, though, it's such it's like a Native thing. Native American, yeah. yeah. And, like, they don't use it in Native American settings. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But anyway, um, the one guy that's not getting married, he's like, a partier and the other guy's all boring now since he's like getting married and is in a relationship <laughs> can't be that boring if he was like you know what i want to do for my bachelor party fucking hike a mountain in winter <laughs> i know right <laughs> like yeah. he's like oh man don't you want to drink alcohol he's like nope i just want to fucking do a 14er exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's his goal um but so they're at the lodge and there's a druggy guy there too and the one guy's like, oh, the guy that's getting married, he's like, oh, I'm going to go to bed now. And the old guy's like, also, I'm going to bed, too. And the young guy's like, where is your vodka? <laughs> <laughs> no, then, like, the um, the other guy and the druggie, like, stay up talking. And the first thing the druggie guy asks, asks is, like, what do you think about hallucinogenic tea or something like that? <laughs> that's a good icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. Hi, my um, name is Paul. Hi, I'm Jim. Cool. Do you like drugs? Pretty much. That's like that's his whole thing. The druggie guy. That's like his whole fucking thing. He's just a druggie. Um, <laughs> so uh, they wake up in the morning. The other guy's like, oh, I don't want to get up because I'm hungover and shit. But they do. <laughs> they get up like way early. And it's fucking cold and snowy out. And they start their hike. <laughs> Okay. And they hike, and then they apparently get lost or something. And then they, that 
doesn't matter because they find their way right away. <laughs> <laughs> good writing then. Yeah. Uh, not so good. I think some of it could have been way better, but like it felt really sloppy. And, like, wait, wait edited. that's the movie? No. Oh, okay. like, <laughs> <laughs> <was like>, what? <laughs> no, um... So they find like their their camping spot, like their camping platform thingy, I guess, which is basically just like a platform with like a a roof awning thingy over it, I guess, okay. and they just like their sleeping bags down on it, which like sounds fucking awful in the winter. Like, did they not bring a tent? No, they didn't bring a tent. They just have sleeping bags. They they wanted to go hiking, but they didn't want to bring like winter. a tent. Yeah, in the winter. <laughs> no or like literally anything no they brought sleeping bags that's pretty much what they brought that's how hardcore he is <laughs> yeah um so like um they build a fire and the guy is like hey that guy gave me some of some hallucinogenic tea last night you want to try and the other guy's like no i don't do that anymore I'm getting married. <laughs> Wait, isn't this the point of a bachelor party? <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, know. Aren't you it's supposed, supposed to be a last draw of your system. Yeah. What is uh, this? So far, this seems like a weird in-between movie for The Hangover and Brokeback Mountain. That's the vibe I'm getting so far. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, <laughs> They both drink this tea and they like start sort of hallucinating, but they're kind of chill. Well, actually, the the guy that's getting married, he takes like one sip, and the other guy takes like the whole fucking thermos, Just chugs the, the whole kettle. Yeah, <laughs> he takes the whole fucking thing, and that's way too much, which we hear about later. Um, but <laughs> so they go to sleep, and like the guy. The druggy guy like wakes up and there's like noises and he sees some shit and then he takes he said he has like a gun but he doesn't have a gun he just has a really shitty little pocket knife what <laughs> shitty pocket knife it? to go out and look for this thing that's making noise I don't know to scare whatever's making noise or whoever <laughs> it's really dumb <laughs> anyway there's this Wendigo. Ugh, it looks really bad. <laughs> um, or, yeah, let's see. And he stabs it. He stabs it. And he wakes up and he realizes it wasn't the Wendigo that he stabbed. It was his friend that he stabbed. And he's dead. Now, what a dun, dun, twist. Dun. Oh. Yeah. So he, like, cries or whatever. And then he, like, Eats sort him. of puts snow on him to, like, bury him. <laughs> Guess. Like a little few handfuls of snow <laughs> <laughs> and then he just like wanders and like tries to find his way I guess and then he finds this cabin and it's like been abandoned for a while there's no food or anything in it um he doesn't really have any food either I don't think they didn't bring food either I think he like ran away from the campsite or something. I don't fucking. It's <laughs> just no, it's like... really dumb. Um, okay. Truly dumb plot convenience. Yeah, I'm like it doesn't. Ugh. 
<laughs> anyway, so he's in this cabin for a while, and I guess I don't know. It doesn't really give like a timeline or anything, but like then one day, like his friend's body is just out there somewhere, and then okay. he's like really hungry. He's like, "Oh, I gotta eat." Then he eats his friends, <laughs> or eats parts of his friend. And it's really disgusting. He's like gonna puke, but he eats it. And you know okay. the madness gets him or whatever. <laughs> and then he's a Wendigo. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, not not really actually. Because oh. Then like, um, the old man finds him. He's like, you're like a mile from my snowmobile trail. Uh, my wife and I used to come to this cabin all the time and then I ate her (laughs) and then one day my wife came to this cabin alone and she went mad and she like became a wendigo what? (laughs) yeah I don't wait so there actually were wendigos though? I don't know (laughs) apparently that's what I was saying about this weird there's a lot of weird like writing and it doesn't really make sense at all um, but also, like, apparently he was tripping the whole time, and uh, he wakes up, and his friend is there in the morning at their campsite. <laughs> yep. Um, and that's, like, a big chunk of the movie, too, where God damn. he was, like, going all crazy. Um, so... Yeah, they're friends. Ooh, they're hiking to the next spot. The druggy guy. They keep going? He's there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's still tripping, but he's not going to say that he was tripping. Now he thinks he just had like a bad dream, which I guess he... I don't fucking know if he... Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> they meet the druggy guy. He's like, oh, guys, you know what? My cousin, he has a cabin. He parties hard and has drugs and stuff. Let's go there. And they're like, okay. <laughs> he just like didn't learn his lesson from his forty-five minute dream. Um, he tried to like say something <laughs> about it. No, he tried to say something about it, but then um, the other they just weren't having it. Yeah, the other friend just wasn't listening. I guess. And you know that other friend? He was so into drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so they're following this guy. He's. uh, okay yeah he's just like he's a druggie that's like his whole character he takes drugs smokes weed and does cocaine and all the things (laughs) but he also hikes too (laughs) you know that old stereotype (laughs) cokehead who hikes it's really weird anyway they for some reason they follow this guy and then like um the wendigo is like sort of following because like apparently blood attracts wendigo and so there is a wendigo like a yeah i guess this druggy guy had like a bloody nose or something (sighs) so stupid (laughs) so there's a wendigo and the oh yeah the guy that was tripping he like hurt his leg earlier on so he can't really go so the other guys are going to go to the cabin and get something, like a snowmobile or something to come back later. Whatever. Who knows how long they're going to take. <laughs> He's just in the snow still, by the way. 
Mm-hmm. But anyway, he sees the Wendigo try to go for his friend. He's like, nah. And he pops <laughs> it. And um, they like get the fuck out of there and leave the druggy guy behind. And they find a road. And uh, the Wendigo gets the druggy guy. Starts uh, tripping balls. <laughs> he had yeah, so much like drugs in his bloodstream that the Wendigo just fucking trips out. Yeah. Turns out this is all a dream from the Wendigo after he ate a druggie. <laughs> and uh, yeah, right. <laughs> um, um, but then, like, they just get to the road, and they, f- and some car like picks them up and saves them, and the druggie guy is just dead, and nobody cares at all. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, the end. This is the end now. Um, Basically, it's the two friends and the guy's wife, which the other guy didn't like her. Whatever. It doesn't even matter. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it's the end. It's like Christmas. They're like, yeah, happy endings. And then the guy goes to the bathroom. He's, like, all freaking out. And like turn like vomiting blood. What? And what? I guess he's a Wendigo. The Manus or something is gonna take him. I don't fucking know. It doesn't make sense. It's not. <laughs> did they? Did they even look at what Wendigos are? That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> it doesn't make sense because don't you have to like actually consume flesh to become a Wendigo? Like yeah, that's yeah. the point. Is the Wendigo is the monster you yeah. become because and you've if... given into flesh eating. Yeah, and if he was, like, just tripping and didn't actually do that, then, like, why would he even be a Wendigo? It doesn't make sense. Well, also, why are there Wendigos? That's still a very Native American thing. Well, apparently, like, this area or whatever is, like, I don't know, probably, like, Native American or something. It was built on a Native American (laughs) burial Burial ground. ground. (laughs) (laughs) This... This weirdly sounds like a worse version of a, another bad movie called Shrooms. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but yeah, it's just, I felt like they could have done something cool with it uh-huh, if it were better. <laughs> like the writing were better. I think some of the like character interactions were actually pretty good. The acting was not great. Subpar? Yeah. There's almost something cool with like the. There's almost something cool with like the guy tripping out and then killing his friend. Like that's almost a neat premise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's That's more or less a. Yeah, it's more or less a premise of shrooms. The shrooms is like they basically go out to the forest to find these shrooms. They're supposed to be able to trip balls off of and have like an incredible high. And one of the characters, she does find the shrooms and she eats one of them. And then uh, turns out there's a psycho killer that's actually out in the forest and like picking off her friends one by one and like towards the end she has a face off with this killer and defeats him but then you find out the entire time that like she was tripping balls and she was actually the killer and like every single time she had to defend herself against him or something like that was her killing one of her friends and she was just unaware of it because she was tripping on these weird shrooms it wasn't a good movie though you said it, it was a b-rated horror movie like it had yeah. a cool twist at the end but besides that it was just like stereotypical slasher movie All didn't right. know what it was though it knew what it was okay there you go that's the difference it's called shrooms it, <laughs> yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. good point like, I don't know. Not... <laughs> you, you, like hollywood's pretty 
like stupid. Yeah, like this, this was an independent B-rated horror movie okay. though too. Yeah. So yeah, it was just one of those like most people you could tell like this is their first acting job and right one of those. Yeah, but like yeah. it for the most part like you know it still had like the whoa check out these shrooms bro kind of character and everything. So it knew what it was. Yeah, yeah. But it tried to have like that crazy twist at the end of like she was the killer the whole time. But like it, it's one like that's what this reminded me of. Only not quite as good. Sleepaway camp thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Well, what did we talk about tonight, guys? Talked about cyberpunk. Um. Dang, I was gonna talk a little bit about games I played. Uh, you have like five minutes. Yeah, that's good. Okay. <laughs> uh. First one, uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. It's like a fun little mini based off the 3D World games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Very good. Uh, I think it overstays its welcome, though. But also, I had all the DLC, so that's probably why I think it's that. a lot of game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's very just a very fun puzzle game, like a puzzle box kind of thing. Yeah, I liked the little uh, Treasure Tracker stuff that you did in 3D World. Yeah, and like it expands upon that, which is really neat. Yeah. Uh, but the real thing. Uh, I I was on like I was playing a bunch of DS games before. Uh, I I looked up basically random obscure DS games that no one talks about. I uh-huh. found one called Retro Game Arcade. Okay. The premise is that there is a guy who is so fed up with losing modern games against his friends that he became the king of video games and sends people back to the eighties <laughs> oh. to complete his game challenges. Okay. And so. That's really just basically they put you in there with like game challenges from these fake games that are inspired by like NES games. Yeah. It's honestly really fun. So it'll be like, okay, you get uh, this racing game and it'll give you like a challenge. It'll be like uh, do seven drifts or whatever. But the cool part is like it does all that, but you also get like magazines from the like basically Nintendo powers. Right. And if you read those magazines, it'll have like tips and tricks and also like cheat codes and stuff. Oh, that's and you're cool. allowed to use the cheat codes to beat the challenges a lot of times. Hmm. <laughs> that's really fun, actually. Yeah. Like, and it really like the end is where it like all comes together because the end is just beat every game you got so far. You're allowed to cheat, though. So like I look up in the things. It was like, oh, there's a cheat code to like get to the final stage of this game. Because it was like an old space shooter, so you know those last forever. Yeah. And it's like, if you shoot nothing 24 times, it will spawn a warp zone (laughs) that you can shoot to go to the final level. But the best, like, that's what those games had. They had stupid cheat codes like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. It was a really fun game. And then I learned there was a sequel that just never came out in America. So now you got to find... I found it in English. Okay, there you go. Uh, But, like, I found... I, I kind of figured out why it never came in America, though. It's uh, it was based off like a Japanese program. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. So like, I'm surprised we even got the first one. But yeah, it was really fun. Uh, I am kind of excited about the second one, though, because it also goes into like Super Nintendo games, basically. Ooh. Yeah. The only part that sucked was one of the games is just an RPG. Oh. But you can also, I probably, there was a cheat code to just see the credits and that probably would have worked. <laughs> I did, I actually beat the game, but like it's so much boring grinding, honestly. How long was it for that one game for, for the RPG? Uh, a couple hours. Wow! So they like really dedicate to that idea, then? Yeah, like I like I probably 
put like 10 to 15 hours in the whole thing, maybe. Dang, that's yeah. pretty cool, actually. Yeah, it was very fun. Huh. I like that. Yeah, so uh, if you uh, had a have a DS lying around <laughs> and are looking for a new game, Retro Game Arcade, it probably didn't do well because it's called Retro Game Arcade or right. Challenge. And it's just like a space shooter as it's as it's title stuff. But yeah, it was very fun. Uh, definitely a hidden gem for the DS. Nice. That sounds really cool, actually. Yeah. All righty. Any other games? Uh, just chipping away at Hollow Knight. I'm starting to really like Hollow Knight, actually. I think after getting like upgrades and stuff and just like being able to wall jump and stuff, it is way more fun to move. Yeah, so. it opens up a lot. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I actually figured out where the hell I'm supposed to go. So <laughs> that helps. helps a lot. There was yeah. a late part where I was stuck in that game where I didn't know where to go. And I got really frustrated. Yeah. Um, like, I, I definitely still have a lot of gripes with Hollow Knight, but it is very fun. Same. I'm interested to talk about it once you're done with it, because then you'll be the only It'll other. It'll be a while. <laughs> you probably, but you'll be the only human I know that has beaten it besides me. So, um, okay. So what do we talk about tonight? We talked about Robbie's favorite cyberpunk mission. Close enough. So far. Close, Close enough. enough. Um, YouTube, uh, Catacarus, and then like the YouTube algorithm yeah. and how it feeds that. Um, Some shitty movies that I watch that nobody should watch. Yeah, but what are their names? Uh, the Retreat and The Retreat and Deadly Illusions. Yeah. Deadly Illusions. Um, nobody, uh, Atomic Blonde, and Mayan Season Three. Watchmen and Watchmen. Cool, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, E, if people want to get a hold of us, where can they do that? We have a link tree that will give you a link to all of the stuff that you could possibly want. Uh, that is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. Yeah. And then we also have an email, uh, the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, that is the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us your hidden gems for the Nintendo DS. <laughs> give me an excuse to play some more. And then it'll be like Pokemon Soul Silver. <laughs> yeah. Because no one knows what a hidden gem means. <laughs> uh, well, Robbie, uh, take us out of here. Okay. So, if you can, go out and get vaccinated. We're still in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, do what you can to stay six feet apart. Wear a mask. Make sure to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. And But if not... Make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first time you've heard of us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, archive of our last week's episode will be up tomorrow. Sorry about that. I sort of forgot it existed. Um, yeah, thank you guys. Uh, talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.